Today is Communion Sunday. So, if you have your Bibles with you today, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm never going to get tired of saying this. If you are a non-believer, um, or if you are lukewarm, then do not partake of the communion elements. It's very important for you to get right with the Lord before partaking of communion. And that's what Communion Sundays allow us to do corporately as a church body, as allows us to uh, partake of the elements. Now, we have a, a supply of church elements that if you're listening to this message, and maybe you're not part of a church body like uh, a, a, a church fellowship in your particular area, if that's the case, contact us. Go to our church website, contact us, and we'll send you a, a communion element so that you can partake with our fellowship. Uh, but it's very important. It's a, it's a tradition that the church has been partaking of for 2,000 years. And it's going to keep partaking of until the coming of the Lord, until Jesus Christ returns and the marriage supper. So, you know, it's very important for you to partake of the elements. But if you're playing games with the Lord, or if you are not right with the Lord, uh, if you are a non-believer, just hit the pause button. Hit the pause button and listen to, you know, there should be a message right next to this one. It's about accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or returning to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, maybe you've dabbled in the things of the world and, you know, you're sick of it. You know, you don't like it the same way I dabbled with the things of the world and I hated it. You know, and then I came to Christ and the Lord showed me, wow, you see, my ways are better than your ways. And I believe, like, wow, Lord, you're right. I should have never doubted you, doubted you. You know, and it's so cool how the Lord works. He'll show you these things through the life experience. And from his word, remember, we're created with eternities on our hearts. That's how you were created. Fearfully and wonderfully made. That's how you were created. Your body, you're created in the image of Christ. But then being born again, it's spiritual. Let the Lord continue his work. It's almost like, you know, you were born into the flesh Born, you know, you came out of your mother's womb, and that was like your your physical birth, your bodily body birth. But then you become a born again believer, and you're a newborn in Christ. It's where the Lord continues His work with your faith. With your faith, the measure of faith faith was given to every man. That's how we're created. But it's to say, okay, let your faith grow, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, as is written. So if you're not a believer, hit pause and, you know, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Listen to that little message. It's very important for you to do that because God loves you. So let's look at what happens here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 in our Communion Sunday message. Verse 23, Paul says, For I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And this is what Paul writes to the church in Corinth. You know, I love... I have a love-hate relationship, you know, with certain aspects of Corinth, you know, the church in Corinth. I love it, you know, my brothers and sisters in Christ. But they were very carnal. And Paul had to correct them. And when Paul corrected them, then he has to teach them these things about, you know, communion. Partaking of the elements. 
and to remind them and stir their hearts. The same way the Holy Spirit stirs your heart and stirs my heart today. To remember these things and say, wow, Lord, you know what? You know, we do this corporately, you know, monthly, you know, the first Sunday of every month. We do it as a church body. And then, you know, a lot happens in a month. You know, maybe, you know, you've gone astray in certain areas or maybe you have beef with, you know, your husband or wife. Or maybe you have beef with your kids or your parents. You have beef with somebody. Or maybe you did something wrong at work and it's just like you want to make amends, you know, you want to get right with the Lord. Remember the Lord says, you know, get right with another brother or sister first and then get right with the Lord. You might have to make a phone call and say, hey, look, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. You might have to do that. You know, sometimes before communion, I have to go to my wife and say, hey, babe, I'm sorry. You know, I shouldn't have ate your potatoes. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't mean to, you know, make jokes about it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, it's so cool because there were times when I first got married, you know, I'd say, you know, hey, babe, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have cussed you out. You know, and to my shame, I say that to my shame. So when I say like, hey, baby, I'm sorry, you know, I shouldn't have, you know, ate all the potatoes because I know you wanted some, you know, it sounds funny, but, you know, for my wife and I, we rejoice because it's like, wow, you know, we used to have all these huge problems, you know, like a communion Sunday. There were times when it's like I couldn't, I, I, I was so mad and prideful, but there were times when I skipped it or I knew it was communion Sunday, so I didn't go. And praise the Lord that I didn't go. I wish I would have gone, you know, and repented, but praise the Lord that I didn't have judgment on me. But then, you know, you know, it's like, so when I say, you know, I don't say it jokingly, like, you know, hey, babe, I'm sorry, you know, but it's to say, like, wow, look at how the Lord Lord has grown us. Now, for my wife and I, our problems are other people's problems. Like, we really don't have any problems in our marriage. None. I, I Seriously, the biggest problem is, like, I can't even think of any, but we have no problems. We have little beefs from now and then, you know, every now and then, but they're just, they last about... 10 seconds, if that, you know, if it's a super hardcore argument, maybe 12 seconds. But aside from that, it's just, you know, what's the point of arguing? It's a waste of energy. You know, so our arguments last about 10 seconds. And then so it's like we rejoice. So I say that like, you know, for my wife and I, it's like it's special for us because it's like our problems used to be huge and enormous. And it's like we look back and it's like, wow, look at what the Lord has done. And I say that as a testimony Because look at what the Lord can do in your life if you just let Him. And part of that process of letting Him is repenting unto Him. And perhaps even saying sorry to another brother, another sister in Christ. Or maybe somebody who doesn't even know Christ. Maybe a non-believer. There was a time when I was stealing stuff from my uh, employer. You know, as a Christian, I was a very carnal Christian. But, you know, I liked these little toys that they had. So I, like, took something and it burnt it, like... I wanted it so bad, and finally when I stole it, I took it. I was like, man, I hate it because it was a reminder of my carnal nature, and it burned inside of me. The Holy Spirit was like burning a hole in my heart. And so I go back to my employer. I say, hey, can I talk to you? He says, yeah, come. What's up? I'm so ashamed to even tell you this, and you know what? I'm probably going to get fired. She laughs. She's like, no, no, I'm serious. I'm probably going to get fired. But it's okay because I I just want to be clean, you know? And I said, look. I saw this thing, I liked it a lot, so I took it, and here it is, I cleaned it, I didn't even use it, but I wiped it up just so it looked nice, here I put it back in the bag, it's ready, it's, I didn't even use it, I didn't even want to use it, you know, and it was like, wow, she was like, 
it was like witness to her, you know? It was so cool because she was like, wow, who does this? You know, he, who says, I didn't even know about it. No one would have even known about it. And yet here you come and you apologize. So sometimes your witness can testify of the Lord and His goodness are non-believers. When you come clean. That's beautiful about when you're clean before the Lord. And this is what Paul says to the church in Corinth. A former carnal church, very carnal church. He says in verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till, till He comes. And He's coming again. As surely as the Lord lives, He's coming again. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. That's a hardcore statement. That's so hardcore. Remember, this is a letter to the church. And he's saying, if you partake of these elements in an unworthy manner, you're going to be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. That's why I said at the beginning, hey, if you're playing games with the Lord, if you're a non-believer, do not partake of these elements. You need to be right with the Lord. You need to repent. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If that's you and you didn't hit the pause button before, you know, five minutes ago, hit the pause button now and repent and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then when you're done doing that, you know, Come back and hit play and listen. Okay, if you don't have the elements, go to the church website and you know type a little message and say, "Hey, I don't have the elements." Let's say a little more. You know, I want to know who you are. You know, and, and we'll get you the elements so that you can partake in fellowship of the saints. We'll get it to you. And so look what happens here. It says, "You know, I don't want anybody to be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord." So that's why I say these things. That's why I say, you know, hit pause. And go repent and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's not to attack. It's not to say, hey, this isn't for you. You know, this is just for the elect. This is just for, you know, the awesome people. No, it's for everybody. But you have to be clean. You have to be right before the Lord. In verse 28, here's the remedy. But let a man examine himself. Examine, self-examination. Scrutinize. To see whether a thing is genuine or not. You know, it's... It's something, you know, as you learn scripture, you measure your life with scripture. And you know what happens? There's going to be a lot of times, if you're like me, where you're found wanting. And when that happens, you know what you do? You repent. Because it eliminates pride. It Repentance it fights against pride. It's a combative tool against pride. Because pride will, you know, make your heart harder and harder and harder. But humility... Says, Lord, forgive me, I blew it. And your heart becomes softer and softer and softer. You know what that is? The circumcision. That's what it is. That's what the Lord desires you to be. That's what the Lord desires me to be that to be. That's what the Lord desires all who believe to be, to be of the circumcision. Spiritual. Not physical. Spiritual. Deep. And you must examine your heart, examine your mind to see whether it is genuine. Genuine to what? The word of God. Remember, the Word became flesh, genuine to Jesus Christ. Do you believe because you go to church, you read the Bible because it's what the cool kids do? You know, do you go to church because you want to be cool? You know, these cool people go to this cool church, so you want to be cool like them, and you want to go to this cool church where, you know, the pastor talks like a rock star, doesn't even teach the Word of God? Well, you know what? You have to examine yourself to see whether your faith is genuine before the Lord, you and the Lord. It's not a social club. Church is not a social club. It's a warrior club. That's what it is. It's a church. People who are set apart. 
set apart. For what? Jesus Christ. For what purpose? His purpose. What's his purpose? I don't know. That's between him and you. He'll call you into whatever ministry, however he desires to use you. He'll call you into that. He hasn't called you that into that yet? Okay, be patient. Wait. You know, learn. Learn from the Word of God. Be equipped, you know, for the work of the ministry. What's the ministry? I don't know. That's between you and the Lord. But this self-examination, it's beautiful. It's a church functionality. It's something we do corporately as a church body. But we can also do it individually. And so he says in verse 28, Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks of he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. You see? There's no discernment. Let that not be said of you, let that not be said of me. I don't want to partake of these elements in an unworthy manner for my own soul. But for your soul, I don't want that for you. So it's to say, you know what, get right with the Lord. And then let's partake of these elements. So he says in verse in verse 30, For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Translate to, many have died. Straight up dead. Many are now dead. You know, people, people get the sickies from time to time. Whatever ailments. Could it be because, you know, they haven't uh, uh, discerned the Lord's body? Could be. Could be. And I don't want that to be the case with you. So, you know, examine yourself. As it is written here in verse 28, examine yourself. In verse 31, For if we would judge ourselves, this is diacrino, it's to discriminate, to separate, to discern, and withdraw from. We have to make these assessments for ourselves. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. This is crino, to be condemned. You need to have judgment upon yourself. Self-judgment, self-diacrino, to discriminate and discern about self. You know your motives, you know. More than you, you know your own motives, the Lord knows your motives. They say, wow, you know what? I fed the homeless. And people be like, wow, that's so cool how godly you are. But in your heart, in your mind, you know you did that so you can take selfies at the homeless shelter. You wanted to look cool. You wanted to get a lot of likes on your social media. A little thumbs up. You wanted to get a lot of responses. Wow, you know, and you're like, you were doing it for the accolades of men. Nobody else knows it except for you and the Lord. You need to repent. You need to repent. And, you know, still go to the homeless shelter. If the Lord calls you there, still do it. But no more selfies. No more selfies. No more, you know, you make your hair look good, do your makeup, put on your fake eyelashes, and then you go and take your selfie at the homeless shelter. No more of that. Just go normal. You know, wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, and then go, you know, do your thing. For the glory of the Lord. Don't glorify yourself. Don't take glory away from the Lord. Let it all be 100% for the Lord. No glory for self. So, you know, keep the phone in your pocket. You see? We have to have these this judgment upon self. And the Lord even says here, through His Word, If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. We would not be condemned. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. You see, it's a safety mechanism. 
People say, oh, don't judge me lest you be judged. Well, it's a safety mechanism. I'm not judging you, condemning you. I'm judging you, making an assessment to say, hey, you need to put the bottle down. You know, the, these lines that you're snorting, you need to, you know, throw that in the trash, flush it in the toilet. You see? This is a time period where we do that corporately as a church body. And normally, under you know, I say normally, but, you know, it's like it was so long ago. What's normal now? But what we would do is we have this message and then we'd have a period of worship where we'd sing song unto the Lord and sing hymns unto the Lord, just praise and worship unto the Lord. And it was during that time where we would pray, you know, individually. Pray. And I said, Lord, forgive me. If You know, if your heart's right with the Lord, praise be to the Lord. But if you have to get right with the Lord, it's where we take a moment and hit pause. And that's what I want you to do. If you need to get right with the Lord, if you need to get right with the spouse, if you need to get right with, you know, kids even, or kids, if you need to get right with your parents, whoever, maybe an employer, make, if you have to make a phone call and you need to get right with an individual, and, you know, you just hit pause, you know, make your phone call, do whatever, talk to your husband, talk to your wife, talk to your kid, whatever, and get right with them, apologize to them. If you have to apologize to them, you know, I was a cheesy husband back in the day, <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? Uh, I got, like, as I got older, I started to forget. It's like, I'm sorry, baby. You know, what are you sorry for? All of it, you know. <laughs> All of what? Everything. Since when? Since I was born, you know. So it's like, I was, a, I was so cheesy back then. But the Lord matured me. He grew me. You know, by His Word. And, you know, by chastisement. Because the Lord disciplines those whom He loves. You know, the Lord disciplined me by, you know, through chastisement. I needed that. You know, and if you're like me, I bet you you need it too. Even though you don't like it. You need it too. And I say, what do you mean? What do you mean? Even though, you know, who likes chastisement? What does the Word of God say? In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, no chastening. He says, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. But painful. Nevertheless, afterward, translates as eventually, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. You see? You like you spank a kid. What, what kid are you going to spank? And the kid is like, wow, thank you, pops. You know, thank you, mom. Oh, this is so cool. No, it's going to be painful for them. Immediately, like right then and there, it's painful for them. And they're going to cry. But you know what you're doing? You're training them. I don't say beat your kids to a bloody pulp. But don't spare the rod either. It's to say, you know, you need to teach them and show them, hey, look, I'm the authority. You need to listen to me because I love you. What does the Lord tell us? Listen to me because I love you. And sometimes we get those spiritual spankings from time to time. You know, praise be to the Lord. Because of what it yields afterward, eventually it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Allow chastisement to train you. And so like in our, you know, when we used to have services in person, there would be a time period where it's like, you know, we'd sing song and people would pray. People would get right to the, before the Lord. And then, you know, the music would end, you know, we'd sing and song together corporately in fellowship. And then we'll come back and we partake of the elements. So instead of singing in song corporately, hit the pause button. Hit the pause button. Get right with another if you have to. Get right with the Lord. Make sure you're right with the Lord, you know. 
uh, work out your own salvation and get right with the Lord. Make sure you're right with the Lord. And then, you know, hit the pause button again, unpause. And then we're going to partake of the elements. Okay, so do that right now. Hit pause. Okay, so let's look at verse 24, you know, in verse 24 here, prayerfully, you know, I, 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 I hope and pray that you have gotten right with the Lord. And so let's look at what happens here in verse 24. You know, keep in mind, God loves you. He loves us. He loves his people. He loves the, he loves his children. You know, he has these things in place not to hurt us. It's not to, to, to bring more burden on us, not to hassle us. It's because he desires us to be right with him because he loves you. That's how much he loves you. To put these blueprints in place to say, hey, follow my word. Follow my word. And so what do we do? We follow his word. You know, what do I encourage you to do? Follow his word. What do I do? Follow his word. You know, that's what God's people do. We follow His Word. That's what the obedience do. We follow His Word. We're in the same boat. It's not like I'm telling you, hey, follow His Word and, you know, I'm doing crazy things. It's just, hey, follow His Word and let's do it together because we're in this boat together. And so in verse 24, And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take of the cup. pray father we thank you so much lord for the richness of your grace your mercy and your love lord and how beautiful it is lord that you place these things in your holy word lord to teach us and show us the way lord you showed the church in corinth the way you show all the people the way lord two thousand years ago and even still you're teaching us the way the truth and the life lord and how you teach us that no one comes to the father but through you your only begotten son and we cry out to you lord and we thank you, Lord. And Lord, for those who uh, hit pause, Lord, if there's any who hit pause to listen to a message to receive you as Lord, Lord, we pray for them, Lord. We pray that you strengthen them. Encourage them, Lord. These wild days that we're living in, and I reference it all the time in the studies, how we're living in crazy days. But at the same time, Father, we pray for souls. We pray for new believers, Lord. That wherever they are, Lord, in the United States, in Europe, in Asia, in Russia, in Arab countries, in Australia, Lord, wherever they are, Lord, we pray that you bring people to you, Lord. And Lord, that you use this ministry, Lord, to bring people to you, Lord. And for those who are maybe too shy to reach out to the church website and say, hey, send me some of the uh, uh, elements, Lord, we pray that you uh, get rid of that uh, shyness, Lord. 
because we're one body in Christ, Lord. And I pray for the new believers, Lord. And Father, we just pray that you continue to strengthen us, Lord, to encourage us, Lord, as a church body, corporately, together. Today we're apart, but we long for the day when we can be together again as a church body and fellowship, Lord, the koinonia, the synagogue, Lord. And we just pray, Father, that you continue uh, to protect us, that you speak to us, Lord, that you answer our, and continue to answer our prayers, Lord, and uh, that you grow us, Lord, grow us in faith, grow us in fellowship, and grow us in, in uh, uh, those new believers that are being added, names that are written in the book of life, Lord. And for those who have accepted you as their Lord and Savior and they're brand new believers, Lord, Lord, I pray, Father, we pray corporately as a church body that they're not afraid to reach out so that we can rejoice with the angels. And we just thank you so much for the work of your hands in our lives, that you continue to guide us and lead us in your ways everlasting. And we pray all these things in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our coming King, our soon coming King. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you guys.